Hello, welcome to the Real Point Exchange. This is Adam, and today we are doing our post uh, origins wrap up. Fanfare. Last day of origins. Please clap. Uh, <laughs> so, joining me today from my left, going around the table, it's Greg from Technical Difficulties. Hey, Trust Payton with Ruben Butler Radio. <laughs> Waiting to greet you all today at Origins 2019. All right. I know so, that's done. Uh, even <laughs> it's never done. It's even part different terminal. Even yeah. part different technical difficulties. This is Burke Podcast Mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny great title. That's why you should keep that is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so seems like Ross and Burke, you guys were the first ones up here. So, yeah. So what happened originally? We got here Tuesday the night uh, before everything started. So originally, months and months ago, Caleb uh, and Spencer uh, from the Mix Six podcast uh, and Roleplay Public Radio, I guess, uh, they were going to demo Party Foul, their new board game, and they said they wanted to get here for the be here for the entire con. So they scheduled it up, and I was like, "Well, if you're going to go, I want to go." And they're like, "Well, we can't fit you in the car." So I'm like, "Well." I'll just fly then, uh, and I'll bring my own f- new best friend. Yeah. Uh, and but then what happened? The IGDN, uh, which was trying to sk- set up scheduling the rooms uh, and times in the, the official schedule for party file demos, uh, couldn't get through with Gamma. There was something, so that fell through. So basically, when we booked the, all this stuff, <laughs> there was a different plan. But now we're just like, okay. Yeah. We're just at Origins. <laughs> uh, we don't have any responsibilities, so uh, yeah, we just we got here Tuesday night and started drinking um, <laughs> once <laughs> more with feeling. And what day is it now? Gamma. I mean, actually, I didn't drink uh, too terribly much, but uh, not compared to Caleb's. It's, it's like a declining. Yeah, yeah. Like starting with Tuesday down to nothing last yeah. night. Yeah. Well, they are professionals yeah. at that. So we also didn't have access to the El Camino Inn. Uh, That's which, true. Uh, you'll sure hear about on the mix six. Yeah. Two dollar Corotas apparently is like Elysium or Valhalla. Or, uh, I'm telling you, Valhalla's all right. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday was very slow here at the con. The main yep. exhibit hall was still being set up, so we just had um, board game library, which we both got, and that was really good actually. Yeah, the board game library is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they have lots and lots of games. I mean, it costs 20 bucks to get access to, mm-hmm. but you yeah. can check out one game at a time. And those 20 bucks go directly to the people that run the library, not to, like, Origins, so mm. it, it keeps, like, their board game library going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they, it's a non-profit that yeah, yeah, goes yeah. to a charitable cause. Yep. Um, awesome. I don't know the details, but... Um, so, yeah, Wednesday we just played board games and walked around a bit, um, yep. and then Thursday we played board games and walked around a bit. I, we... We both got generic tickets, but we wound up not using really. Oh, uh, we did use one for like the. I used one, and you used you used two on that game you didn't play because it was a, yeah, old school war game, and we were there for like twenty minutes. And like, oh, we're still like setting up for the placement phase. We're yeah, like, we're gonna go get lunch and not come back. Yeah, <laughs> just keep those two dollars. I like the board game, the war game time you set up. It looks neat. Uh, yeah, the setup, we the setup experience. Well, I mean, yeah, we we did the aliens board game. Yeah, 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 uh, which is cool. But there were like four 
RPGs that I look through the schedule like, ooh, that's neat, but they lit all four started at nine in the morning. Like, who uh, fucking runs Yellow <laughs> King at nine in the morning? Uh, like, that's right. It's yeah. not a good time for a horror RPG. Right. Um, Opening so. day of a convention. Well, I mean, like, there was different days, but all four, which were different systems, uh, were just like at nine. The four that I happened to want were Just that nine. block. Yeah. yeah, it was really annoying. So <laughs> uh, when I'm not doing any ticket events, so... Oh, uh, was there anything else on? No, we yeah. really just sat around and played board games and then a couple RPGs. Yeah. So what did you play? Um, we played a lot. We played uh, Aliens was the first. Yeah, one. Aliens board game, which is a work in progress. It was kickstarted. Um, it's a tile like you, you set up different tiles for different scenarios. Mm. Like you pick a character from it, Aliens, like uh, Ripley or Hudson or Hicks, and mm. each has special abilities, and uh, you equip cards that have weapons or uh, items or whatever. And then you go in scenarios, like the one we were doing was the first one, which was Go Rescue Newt. Hmm. And uh, then, you know, you roll to see how many aliens, like there's different radar or motion sensor blips to determine where the hmm. aliens are. And there's a variable number based on that. Interesting. Um, if you use basic teamwork, we got through it. Like, yeah. Apparently, yeah. apparently not- we were the first group to win, but I think it's because we were the first group to talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually help. understand the rules, although there was one guy who didn't understand like diagonal movement in hexa or um, square based math. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I have- mean the the art was had this little cutout where because it wasn't like a D and D three five thing where it was like one then two then one then two. It was yeah. just certain areas had little cutouts because you couldn't round a corner in a certain mm-hmm. way. Right? Yeah. And it was a little weird to see on the map. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so it's an interesting game, but like. Um, it, the base game is going to be like 50 or 60 bucks and then like you get a bunch of different expansions mm. for 20 or 30 like you want to use the power loader or whatever one of those yeah one of those yeah, uh, yeah it's very built it's for basically it. if you want to play through the movie uh-huh. uh, as a yeah. board game so yeah. so it's like oh it's surprising that Bishop is a character and he's like hey yeah. you've got 20 bucks in 6 months you can play Bishop yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah exactly so it's yeah if you like Arkham Horror kind of games where uh-huh. it's yeah. sort of almost RPG slash hero quest ish uh-huh. Uh, it, firmly in the regime of I would play it, but I would never buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the minis are good. They, they were cool looking minis. Like, it, it's fascinating cool. seeing this genre of um, pseudo RPG board games coming up because there's yeah. this, there's Dark Souls, there's Resi Two, yeah. Yeah. And there's a bunch Blue of TMNT, there's Batman. Blue like, Raven, yeah. it's, it's going to get to a point where you think the market would bottom out because there's just so many of these games and there's such high cost, but they keep. Backing at million dollar levels and people are buying them. Yeah, uh, big trouble in Little China. That's another one. Yeah, there's plenty of franchises and tons of fans. Yeah, Uh, and they're easy and they're really pretty. Most of these are pretty easy to learn. Like they're 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 complex, but it's incremental. Like it's just um, they're not very the the yeah core gameplay is very simple. Move and roll dice to shoot monsters or whatever. Uh So. um, Before you already played lanterns. We played lanterns. We played little tile placement game. Yeah. Uh, Azul. Azul, which I liked. Um, older game, but um, I'm not like a big board gamer, so one of my goals here is to like just play get, stuff, get yeah. into it and try to expand into that hobby. So that was mm-hmm. very successful. Yeah, uh, Azul stained glass. Yeah, Azul was the first time I understood uh, like, oh, I immediately want to play this again. Yeah. Kind of feeling um, of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll never play it again in Gen Con. Sure. If not yeah. earlier. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Azul stained glass, which is fun, but not as good not as, as Azul. Good. The uh, Banishing. The Banishing. Uh-oh. Which is the most infuriating fucking game <laughs> it's challenging. ever. I wasn't infuriated. I was, I That's was, fair. Infuriating is the wrong <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, Banishing is a card drafting game. Um, 
you have a deck of cards. Uh, well, first, everyone picks one character, which is a, like a big tile that you get, which has special abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have a deck of cards. You lay out you lay out a three by three grid of these cards, just drawing from the top of the mm -hmm. deck, and they can be um, the types of cards are like red, green, blue, and the, then three different symbols like triangle, uh, square, and then basically circle. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have red circle, red square, red triangle, and so forth. And then the undead, which range from one point to five points. Mm -hmm. And basically every round, every player has to take a row or a column of cards, of mm -hmm. three cards. And if you take an undead, you take a wound. And if you take so many wounds, you're exhausted, you can't use your special abilities. If you take uh, enough equal to your hit points, you die, and then everyone loses. Hmm. And but if you have, if you draw like three red cards, you can use your red ability. Which for like for me, I was playing the rogue. I could trap, which means I put the three red cards on top of one of the undead huh. on the tiles. And the object is to banish ten cards. And um, the cards are um, these banished cards are only activated by the three three blue of the same type, like three blue squares mm -hmm. or three blue circles or whatever. So. There's a lot of co-op. It's a co-op game. Everyone mm. wins or loses together. It's yeah, you need to really... Um, I think what we were failing at is you really have to engineer things out as a team yeah. kind um, of several turns in advance because everyone has like basic moves that just allow them to, to rearrange the grid. Mm -hmm. and then some people have like more powerful rearrangements of the grid mm. and then other stuff. So I think you have to kind of set it up so that when it comes around to like the person with the strongest banishes turn, they can just do it. Mm. Yeah. And then you move on. I mean, it's all about getting three blues of the same type. Because mm -hmm. yeah. that's the only way you can banish cards. Yep. And every character has one way of doing it, but it, the exact mechanics varies. So, yeah, it's only like 11 bucks on Amazon right now, so I'm probably mm. going to pick it up when I get home. Oh, yeah, for 11 bucks, I would definitely yeah. try, try uh, it. And it's like through two to five players, mm -hmm. so, which is really nice. Yep. Um, Sorry. So that was Wednesday and Thursday, and then we just went to, after the hall closed, we went to <coughs> bars and drank and ate bar yep. food. And so that's when everyone caught up else... with Caleb and Spencer. Yeah, mostly it's hanging out with Caleb, Spencer, and Sarah. So, yeah. they were, what were they doing most of the time, like early on? Drinking and playing board games. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, again, they were he, originally the plan was to demo party call, but they just gave up and was like, let's just have fun. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. I know so. they did some like industry meet and greet type they stuff. They did, but that was kind of yeah. coincidental. They just kind yeah. of like, hey, these people here, these. YouTubers who board talk about board games. Rodney, who she does, uh, I can't remember what Rodney how does. It's, how it's played? Yeah, yeah. And they're just like a, a demigod to them. They gotta go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meet the meet the peeps. Yeah. So um, get yourself in the community. Yeah, so basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we sure actually did some professional stuff. I'm sure they'll talk about that on their podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll they seem like they were having a really good time. There's gonna be a so. hot takes uh, for Mix Six that's gonna go over all the board games uh, yeah. they played. Uh, so if you want some really high-level board game discussion, uh, also with uh, Patrick from uh, Blue, Blue Peg. Peg. Pink Peg. Yeah. Oh. Um, so look at that and mix six. Mm. Crossover. Hey. That's Promotion. right. Synergy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that's when you guys showed up yeah. on Friday. Yeah, so we got on, fr on Friday. Um, a little bit shorter con, which... I think next year I'm going to try to do the whole thing. It was because uh, I had a really good time. You, you, if you if you have to choose Wednesday, is skippable. I was going to no, say no. like I think I mean if you if you wanted to go three days Thursday Friday Saturday yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Friday so Saturday Sunday get here Wednesday so you can hit the ground. Yeah, can, I could fly in on Wednesday or yeah, so yeah. drive in on Wednesday or whatever we want to yeah, do yeah. next yeah. year. So um, yeah, Adam and I it's a little more weird because like again I live only two hours away and yeah. lives only four yeah, hours yeah. away it's so, like it's it's a weird dichotomy because this year I actually finally stayed down here for a few nights mm -hmm. so it just feels so odd because it's like I can get home to my own bed it's not impossible <laughs> but it's also a four hour round trip per day yeah you really want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. do that for multiple yeah. days right. 
The uh, gas, the gas, almost end up being the, the hotel. half uh, one night at the hotel. Right. Yeah. 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 Also yeah. We had tear in your car. And also just time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. So we uh, luckily uh, construction was nice this year. Uh, yeah, I didn't really so have any bad. problems coming down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky, not so much. There's more stuff going yeah. on in there. Yeah. Yeah. So Greg and I stayed in a hotel uh, up just like not very far away actually and yeah. it was like 50 60 bucks a night we had that hell of a time getting uh getting registered we'll, we'll get to that at the end of friday <laughs> oh yeah that was that was the end of friday so we got here on friday and uh just like found you guys yeah. and got in in the game of what was it what's it called uh, oh. franchise mm-hmm. uh first i got oh yeah oh you were here I, first. I got that's here right first. You were here i actually first. ran into caleb and spencer while i was walking around mm-hmm. yeah we tried a game called tukey from Next Move Games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a spatial awareness game. Uh, something about um, people in more northern countries, they would make these like stone structures. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you have like these three, like five te- five long Tetris piece pieces. Mm-hmm. And then you have a couple of different um, polygons that are physical. Yeah. And then there are these cards where you have to arrange the three stones in a specific pattern. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you can use the stone polygons as like help, helping let this other stones float mm-hmm. such that you can make it mimic the shape on the card. Huh. Uh, so it's very much spatial awareness. Uh, you, one person sits out every round to be the judge to confirm that somebody built it quickly enough in time so that the snow didn't melt. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Caleb, although, is infamously not the best at spatial awareness games, and he did not enjoy it. <laughs> and it was basic enough that it, it's like, uh, it was okay that we tried it, but I'm not married to it. Not so yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we went over to the one of the ends of the hall, because again, they, they did the same thing they did last year. Uh, the Columbus Convention Center is split into three subsections, mm-hmm. A, B, and C. Uh, what they did last year and then this year as well, the B section in the middle is where the majority of the Sellers uh, were, yeah. and then the A and C sections had some sellers in there, but it was mostly space to play games. Yeah, and events, more and open, events. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it was C that we did the Aliens game, and like B is the one that's closed on Wednesday. So. Yep. Oh, okay. So we ended up going to the end of C, and we just hung out by one of the food stalls. Yeah, and we started playing a game called Second Chance from Stronghold, which I liked. Yes, yeah, Second Chance is one of those roll and write games where you. It's uh, also like Tetris tile kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like you get uh, two every round. Everyone has two Tetris type objects, two, and then you draw them on your little grid. And then when you can't add new shapes to your thing, mm-hmm. you get to draw one card to see if you can add that. And if you can't, you're out. Because you have a second chance. Yeah, you have a second yeah, chance. Nice, nice. Uh, and these can be like from one one block by one, you know, one block literally to like a massive, you know, object. So, uh, yeah, some people got screwed by that. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I liked it a lot because it had, there's like a bit of a gambling mechanic almost where you can kind of set up your board Mm -hmm. in the hopes that you'll get a certain piece to come along, and that didn't work out for me. I got Mm. screwed by that. Yeah, They do have player aids, so that shows you the exact amounts of which cards are in play, and you only get them once. You do not reshuffle the deck. You and your plan. Right, right, right. So you can, like, count cards, and you know the distribution. Yeah. Um, but there's like a luck of whether or not yeah. they come in the right order, yeah. which it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think from what I overheard Spencer and Caleb saying, I think it's a bit too expensive for what it is. Mm. Yeah, it was like twenty. It was like twenty five. 
Uh, that that actually was more within the range of what I would expect. I but, thought he said twenty. I mean, it's not, really I'm just cards, right? It's cards in a little sheet of graph paper right. kind of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. You could have a friend do it. You could then write down everything and then just have bits of graph paper. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then the thing that um, Ethan then came and played with oh, all yeah, of that's us is nice, a game called that's Franchise from yeah. Queen. It's Queen's newest release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool game. Um, so it's like set up. You set it up as a big board uh, with like the United States and there's different cities and they're connected by roads. And I guess it's basically a worker placement game. So you put you're, you're building uh, little franchises in particular cities, and there's kind of a con complex relationship between how you get money for open spaces that have not been built on but you want to fill the spaces up so that you can claim the victory points that you get for like controlling cities and then you have to spend the money to like expand to travel to different cities but you don't have to spend money to actually and you you got to spend money to build new franchises too but there's and you also have little special tiles that let you take like double actions in a turn and stuff so it was really interesting because it was very uh it wasn't like heavy, but it was like operating on a whole bunch of different axes, axes yeah. of like how you're going to decide what what's worth investing in and what's what when you want to kind of take a step back and like save your money for a turn or something. Yeah, and you can only get to new cities by traversing roads, right. which they have varying roads from like footpaths, which are free, to mm. interstate highways, which are a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah. it's a really it's a really. It seems like a really heavily like playtested board because it's like there's a lot of. Yeah. That was the impression I got because there's a lot of like, it's it's not it's a lot of like the 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 weight between the different uh, roads and how much they cost and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's not like based on reality or anything. It's clearly based on like optimizing complexity right. of gameplay. Yeah. So, well, also by the regions they have different yeah. color coded regions. Yeah. Then you get regions and stuff. And so the scoring. Region, so the scoring yeah. system like there's basically like three different sort of things you kind of want to get to as far as like to score points. Uh, there, are, I mean, it's not like you have different. It's not one of those like whole bunch of different things you can do. Here's you're really just doing one thing. But you're not trying to decide, like where to do it and how much to do it and stuff like that, and competing with the other players a little bit, even though you don't like actively affect them, like you don't stop them from doing something or you can't take their stuff away. But you can, like, if you're building in the same city, you need to like decide whether you're gonna like set yourself up to make sure that you can c- claim that city or whether you're gonna risk letting somebody else grab that. Out from under you and stuff. Yeah, like but that. the way the mechanic works, you you could lose the city but still win the region. Exactly. So, so it was interesting. That. So there's a little bit of like, if you if you spend if you invest too much in like taking cities, you're like you're not you're not gonna get as many regions. So mm. somebody else might be able to get that. Yeah, that was my part. Like I made a mistake early on by like trying to lock down a couple of regions when I should have been like spread getting a little bit everywhere. Yeah. Which is what like you and Burke did, and that's why you guys. Yeah, up at the end. I mean, he said it's pretty well play tested. My strategy was basically to come in second place in as many regions as possible, <laughs> and I came in second place in the game. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> sound very sound. Yeah, I ended up like so I started out. I ended up winning because I I I didn't really. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing. It's the first time I ever played it, yeah. but um, I ended up. I guess I got into a situation where I kind of like had some areas locked down so that like. Whenever I felt like it, I could just score those areas. So yeah. that 
because like because I was in a position where nobody could actually take those out from under me, mm. um, I was able to instead to like go from there and start doing things other places while I'm not worrying about those. So that made me that gave me the opportunity to like um, you know do probably more stuff than other people did because I was like getting money for the free spaces on there instead of having to like buy them out to keep somebody from snaking them out from under me because it just so happened that, that nobody had like really competed with me there. So yeah, it ended up working out really well for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having played some of Queen's other more complex games, uh, like I could see part of their worker placement shtick because mm-hmm. it's, it's not wholly similar to fresco, but, mm. uh, I can see like bit, bits and pieces of their design in a similar yeah. worker placement game, really? but they do it well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. um, they also sold out. I thought Caleb said he bought the last copy they had. Of yeah, he had a rush to sell. Pretty good over there. I'd consider picking it up, but also with my current gaming group, I just don't have the people to play stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, what was, was really two dishes in my board game? Six purchases. people playing or five? Five, five. five. Yeah, yeah Caleb five was maps. DMing. Yeah, he was explaining it. Yeah, yeah. It worked out really well with that many. Players. Yeah, I, I, it. Yeah, it's. The, 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 it was a bit frustrating for me because I realized my mistake like not too long in, and like, yeah. I'm like, "Well, this is." <laughs> just, I like now. Yeah, it, it is one of watching those, the car do, go down the cliff. It, it is one of those <laughs> things that it, it doesn't look like there's a lot of like come from behind. Yeah. Like, I think Burke figured out that, like, you should use all your special powers up the first three turns. Yeah, so Chris and I were <laughs> So you can try to get ahead of everything. Yeah, that, I realized that now. And yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I, ha- I had one of those tokens, special it's, tokens. It's also, it's also, I found it to be the sort of game that was actually a lot, lot quicker and, like, like fewer turns than I expected it to be. Because, like, when you get that giant board out and you set all that stuff up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, a long game. There's going to be a lot of... Th-. But then it's like, you eventually hit, like, a critical point, because as the game goes on... There are that like you 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 shut off um, different routes, different places, and once you buy something out, it's gone and it's off the board. So at some point at the end of the game, you're basically like have fewer options, and things are just kind of like all get bought up at like really fast at the end of the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that went pretty well. Yeah. Disney. Well, I like to do everything as like a cautionary tale, really. So, <laughs> Burke, would you put those? Broad mercenary shoulders. Would you care to hold me up as I tell you about how my first day went? So, sure, I'll oh, do my best. <laughs> all right, so I went to Bob Evans, but that's unrelated. Mistake okay. um, number one. That was yeah. that's, that's where uh, the curse started. <laughs> Possibly. So <clears throat> I thought I was registered. I thought everything was okay, and my darling wife came, and we were reg- going through to pick up pre-registration. Oh we're yeah. Like, I'm sorry, she doesn't have a ticket. I'm like, what? And then, you know, I didn't go full Karen. Like, you you never go full Karen. You never go full Karen. I had to run around, and deep down inside, I don't think I bought her a ticket. She's not in the room right now, so we can talk about that, because I remember buying her a ticket. Maybe it's Gen Con. She may be not going to, uh, I can't speak. She may not be at Gen Con this year. Maybe I didn't buy any tickets. <laughs> but it took me a while to figure that out, and I had to use the best Jedi mind trick that I have. I walked up to buy her a you know, three-day pass, and I go, is there an education discount? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes. Yeah. So she, she got in for like 35 bucks. Nice. nice. Okay. So you know, thank you very much, Origins. And then they wouldn't give me my badge. Because I had a $4 charge on my account. 
I didn't sign up for any games. I looked at them, and Ross, I had the same complaint. If yeah. you wanted to play any of the Pell Green Press games, yeah. you either need to have your ass sitting here at 7 a.m. Yeah. or 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no in-between. So apparently somehow I signed up for one of them. It's probably not the Origins fault. It's probably mine. And mm-hmm. I walked out of the room, and kids smacked keyboards. So it took me a while to get in. But once I did, um, I ran into you gentlemen, and it was great. And we played, God, what was that game we played with the ball that rose down the hill? Fireball Island. Fireball, Fireball Island. Island. Yeah. And that was the only game I won this entire week. It <laughs> <laughs> was a rebirth of a children's game. Uh, hey. I had the original. It was really sweet yeah. back in the 90s. I was bad. <laughs> I mean, you were more than welcome to go to Broken Token and buy the $80 crate. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't play it. I would like to have it. I don't want to pay money for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really cool, and I liked the fact it was already set up, because board games like that, mm. if there's a lot of pieces to put together, I started having flashbacks to the 80s and when my parents bought me Mousetrap. Oh, yeah. Did anyone ever get that fucking no, thing yeah. to work? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, own it. What? Somebody Sneak. did. I, I wanted it so bad. I mean, you can get it to work once, but then like we put it away, and then like pieces disappear. And, right. like, I've really never got it to work in-game. I've worked... Like setting it up just as a thing to yeah, do for yeah. fun. In theory, it works. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, after, that was really my Friday. And then we all got together and we went out to Chris's house. Well, before that, we did play uh, a little bit more. Okay. Uh, take back yeah, over, right? Oh, well, we played we play t- play tested oh, yeah. Doctor Witch Doctor God, from Heaven on Games. Yeah. That's actually where I saw yeah. you. Yeah, that's where you came in. That's I blocked where you out. Oh, that's right. It's all good. It's no reflection on the game. I had so, a great time. Since, since we're still play, since it's still in alpha, we won't talk too much about it. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I think mm-hmm. he does a really good job to both mm-hmm. add up the comedy factor of it and mm-hmm. uh, the investigative factor. It's of a it. really interesting concept, and it's yeah. I think it's going to come off really really well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Caleb talks about it in detail. RPPR, Game Designers Workshop. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear about it, but in brief, it's uh, a storytelling game about medical, nonsensical medical drama and magic. Uh, so it's improv and silliness, and uh, and we're and there's a we're in, we're playtesting some auditory bits like uh, sirens. And things, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Holy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's. Uh, we're really excited about it. So, but yeah, it, every yeah, I've played it. You know, all three of Kale's playtests, every including this one at Origins, and they've all been fun, and everybody's really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm quite excited for him to freak out about it, mm-hmm. like because <laughs> uh, that's what Kale does sometimes. Uh, <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, it's fun. Yeah. There was one last thing. At least Ethan and I did before we did our next step. Is uh, uh, we went and took around the hall a bit. Yeah. And then Ethan and I went to uh, Van Ryder Games. Yeah. Um, Van Ryder Games are the people that publish the graphic novel adventures. Oh, yeah. Which are the, um, they're literal graphic novels, but they organize the panels in yeah. a bunch of the pages numerically such that it's a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. yeah. But choose your own adventure book is a copyrighted term. <laughs> a book where you can select what you can do. Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah uh, also really likes that. She's mm-hmm. talking about that. That's really, the one really cool. we did yeah. is uh, they've made a co-op version yeah, it's like for a, a game called Caruso Crew. Uh-huh. Hmm. So you play as like the children of Robinson Caruso who are traveling around islands looking for treasure. Mm-hmm. So what they explained when we playtested it is roughly 70% of the four player books have the same, same beginning and same end, same uh-huh. panels. But then 35 
30% ish of the book has unique panels for each individual player. Mm -hmm. So, like, the person I played as was a girl who has the ability to talk to animals. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you look closely at her panels that might have animals in them, they might have a hidden number to take you to a hidden panel. Yeah. And the animals will give you advice or keep you safe or help uh, you find treasure. Yeah. Your your guy thought was like a little more nimble, so like yeah, he could so like, slip into certain places. Yeah, I don't think we found. I don't think we quite got to anything where my guy's special ability came into play. But uh, yeah, so they'll have like like the panel will basically look the same for both players, but there'll be like stuff that's in one player's books, not in the others, like little little details and stuff that are drawn in there. And it was really interesting. and there's since there's like a it's like a treasure finding thing, so there's kind of a scorekeeping system where you get little treasure tokens and you're looking for different and they have different like modes like difficulty modes of like what you're looking for so you can give you some replay value and like multiple islands you can go to too so right. it's really it's a really cool development of the, like the core concept of the choose your own adventure graphic novel so i, I never would have thought that you could do co-op something like that yeah it's, it's really yeah it's yeah. a really brilliant i'll design. have to look into that, that yeah it's really cool and especially for like a family like yeah, once we, your daughters are old yeah. enough that they could deal like that i think that would be perfect yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely designed as like they'll always take the dark side back. <laughs> <laughs> It's always it's very much, animals it's very much designed for like family play, so you can get your kids yeah. involved. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, Mix Six slash RPPR fan Chris and his wife live in the region, and they live close enough that they were very courteous and actually invited us to their house. Yeah. yeah. So we got to hang out there. Uh, that he has a really well stocked cabinet of alcoholic beverages. Yep. And uh, we. Did play a card game that you brought, Ross? Yeah, it's it, it's been out for a couple of years. Uh, it's Manhattan Project Chain Reaction. It's a card game version of the Manhattan Project, which is a worker placement game. Um, obviously, the card game works differently. Uh, you get a hand of cards. You you each hand has a certain type of resource uh, or two types of resources, and you basically use them to gain yellow cake, uh, and then you convert that into uranium. Uh, and then you build nuclear weapons to get victory points because it's the Manhattan Project. <laughs> uh, and I've always had fun doing it. It's up to five players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I don't. I almost never win, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who won? Yeah, uh, wasn't it? I Greg? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg won. Nice. Yeah. It was very close. Like we all got to ten points or more in the last round. You, you got didn't. to ten points, <laughs> yeah. and then I was able to do the perfect turn to get eleven points. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like twenty bucks or something like that, fifteen or twenty bucks. Yeah. So if you yeah. No, 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 I didn't play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we got pizza, and then uh, I did a play Test of Ruin, uh, which I also talk about Game Designers Workshop. Uh, and also, the play test will be on the RPPR Patreon for $10 backers and up, so you can listen exactly what happened. Uh, but character generation, uh, I fiddled with some bits uh, mm -hmm. from the last play test, uh, and it went a lot better, I think. So Yeah, I've been listening to the play tests for yeah. that, so yeah. yeah. I need to at some point. Uh, yeah, uh, so architectural horror, and I, Chris is an actual architect, so. So, uh, and he really liked it. We had to stop in the game because they're getting really late and people had to get home yeah. or get to their Airbnbs or hotels or whatever. Uh, so we could have kept going for another hour easily. But. We should have. <laughs> the, the, the slow burn charge in just was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it really yeah. It's going to really sing when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, Carrie, yeah, it did take a little bit to get started because we had five players. And character creation happens during the game. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's five people learning the game. Yeah. Also going uh -huh. through like, yeah, but, but it's great. I'm really, I'm really, yeah, enjoying it. Uh, so then we all went back, and that's when Ethan and mine's anecdote comes into play. Hey, I was there too. Oh, you go ahead. I'm just, no. I'm gonna, no, no, <laughs> please, please. I don't want to talk. 
<laughs> All right, well, well, so we got to uh, our hotel. Oh, wait, you forgot the, fr- the Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that's, I that's your hotel, dude. <laughs> uh, we, that's we, right. We drove Adam and his wife back to uh, the parking, gra- parking deck near the convention center. So we're just driving around, just chit-chatting, having a good time. Um, for some reason, I hate Google Maps so much because it frequently... It doesn't want to decide if it wants to take the highway or take the side roads. Which admittedly, the side roads were county roads, which was like 50 mile per. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't what I was expecting to do. But as we were driving and just chit-chatting, we hear this roar next to me. <laughs> and it's this douche in a black Ferrari. And he just, as soon as the light turns green, he starts peeling out going yeah. 90. <laughs> like... Like the Honda was gonna just keep up with that high performance machine. Like they're racing for pink I mean, slips. Weird flex, but okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's for you have a better car. Okay, good, good job. job. Yeah. <laughs> like I guess if you buy a Ferrari, you want to do stuff like this. So yeah. good but, for you for you doing. Really, you're living the dream. Night, you really, yeah, you really do got a little feel bad. Like, you don't own a super expensive sports car. How dare you? I may have wished that the bougie fuck hit a guardrail. Like yeah. maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Just, yeah, possibly. Just go over and just sort of wing him a little bit and be like, what? I don't care. <laughs> your, your lug nuts cost more than my car. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Okay, now you can go back we to We dropped hotel. you off safe, and then Ethan and I went to our hotel, and the lobby was really full oh, at Lord 1 a.m. in heaven. So uh-huh. we were at a... I don't want to sully the reputation, because actually overall our experience there was good. And it wasn't because the fault. They made it, right. it was not the fault of the people who were working there at the time. And the yeah. person who was actually working there at the time was an awesome, awesome desk attendant for the night and just like powered through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But like there was like a high school basketball team that was all trying to check in at the same time at like when it like we, we got there at like eleven thirty. It wasn't that late, wasn't it? No, it was like, like twelve. No, it was twelve fifteen. We 12, got 15. We finally got into our rooms around one thirty. Yeah. So. I think it was more like two, but um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, so we got there, this basketball team was was trying to, it was going in and out, trying to get all their stuff coordinated, none of the kids obviously knew what was going on, they were waiting for their coach to show up, and then like three or four other people were trying to get in there. It turned out that uh, they had not cleaned, so we had booked like a, a bed with two, a room with two beds, and like they had not uh, correctly cleaned all of the like two bedrooms earlier in the day, so they didn't have enough for everyone. So then they're like, Oops. "Yep." <laughs> so she like called her manager up at like like twelve thirty at night, just like, "Hey, what am I supposed to?" <laughs> yeah. And then so they ended up just giving us two different single bedrooms right next to each other, which was which was perfect because yeah. two it's like, rooms, nice. We can. Yeah. We can don't have to worry about coordinating showers and stuff. So yeah, yeah. it worked out all right. But we were sitting there and she was trying to like change everything on the computers and there's like three other people with the same problem. Yeah. And it was uh kids went to a county fair and left a pair of goldfish. Right. <laughs> they left them in the bag, yeah. so she like went to the back and got a giant Tupperware thing, so the poor things at least had a little bit to yeah, There's in. like three goldfish <laughs> sitting on the counter in there. One <laughs> of the teens definitely smoked some weed, oh, yeah. so the guard had to come out yeah, there was, was like, like trying to smell us the all. The night watchman he's like, um somebody in here is smoking weed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please, uh, that's not allowed. <laughs> you can like really tell he he did not want to like get involved if he didn't have to, but he was like cleared out by contractually then, so obligated to, to say something. So. so when I inserted myself into your story a minute ago, were you expected me to pop up and say it was I? <laughs> no, because you have a jewel. <laughs> So we, I finally went to bed at like two in the freaking oh, morning. God. Yeah, uh, didn't sleep at all. But that's the way for cons. It's all good. I mean, yeah, I actually did sleep okay. But yeah, uh, Burke and I got an Airbnb uh, with separate rooms, yeah. so uh, that helped. Nice. Um, I mean, yeah, you, and there's nothing you can do really to prepare for those kind right. of like screw ups. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. At, it's not the fault of the workers there. It's not yeah. worth it to get upset um, at them or anything. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's just something you have to deal with. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really actually appreciated the lady who was working there because she was, like, cheerful and had, like, a good attitude yeah. about everything. We're, like, most people would get real stressed out. Oh, yeah, Because I mean, there, the yeah, there were a lot of people there having yeah. a bad time, and she right. was the best thing, yeah. you know, doing the best she could to help right. everybody. So. Um, yeah, that's the best advice is, like, just, just take a deep breath and don't freak out. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. not going to help anything. You just, mm-hmm. like... You know, be assertive, but don't like mm-hmm. uh, get too stressed out. Because yeah, and she she made it easy for us. She's yeah. like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And also makes for good stories later on. Yeah, so exactly. Like the weird like yeah. you know, the guard. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, our... who smoked the devil's wheat lettuce? <laughs> no, they they specifically said Mary Jane every time. Oh yeah, specifically. Wow. But <laughs> but ultimately, like our rooms were circa fifty two bucks a night. And yeah, it would have been about. Good. It would have been a little bit cheaper because it was single occupancy. Yeah. We're only yeah. ten minutes away from the convention complex and serviced by the highway. So yeah, it's like, honestly, honestly, car, like I would stay perfect. there again. Yeah, like, yeah. for cool. the price, it was what you get, what you pay for. Yeah, it was so good. I guess it was yeah, Friday. That was yeah. Friday. So then Saturday. Exciting yeah. times. Uh, yeah. Pride. So oh, yeah, pride. we all got to. Well, most of us got to check out the Pride uh, mm-hmm. parade, which. I swear to God, guys, that's the only parade I've ever been to in my entire life, pride parades in general, that people are happy to be there. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, man, like, maybe it's just me. But it's like, oh, it's a Christmas parade. Woo. Oh, it's a Thanksgiving. Well, some people you know, are excited. Uh, yeah. They were. They have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Why would well, we be still- doing these if no one was excited? <laughs> Yeah. It's just me. Might have been my first parade ever in my life. Really? Like, yeah, not big parade. I come parade from a parade team. family. I <laughs> <laughs> don't believe in parades where I come from. Being in marching band, I did not have much We sit at home and think. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, there were there were a lot of brands at Pride. Yeah, a there lot of... There were a lot of cops at Pride, which is one too many cops at Pride. Yeah, so, uh, but, like, there were... They, they were like banks. Uh, they big were lots. Insur- that was the one. The big, big lots. Big yeah. that, that, I should send you that to be the. Uh, Please. To be the they had like car. some lawn furniture set up on like AstroTurf on like a trailer. They, they put a DJ set in a grill. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, insurance companies. There's Lyft. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, there was oh. a uh, chemical workers foundation. Oh. Uh, so we were joking about the chemists <laughs> getting ready for bread. Yeah. Uh, balloon game was strong. Yeah. Oh, balloon game. Did you see strong. the chicken? Yeah, yeah, I did. Hot chicken takeover, which is at North Market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was pretty awesome. Uh, they they made a, a walking chicken suit out of nothing but balloons. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would nice. also be suitable work. <laughs> uh, and then a brief shout out to Ethan's beloved. Uh, there were actually quite a few Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, there was a Star Wars contingent of people with Pride stuff. Yeah, and, nice. Uh, hmm. There was actually a uh, Ray who was in. Uh, 
Uh, rainbow. Yeah, nice. nice. Rainbow. rainbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite thing connecting to the weed was I did see an American flag style flag that had a bunch of weed leaves on it. Nice. <laughs> Legal. Um, <laughs> you know, I am. So, but so, it's just, yeah. it's, uh, to not get too heavy with yeah. how Ohio is and how held hostage our cities are by uh, our. Rural, rural brethren um it's just it's heartening yeah. to see um the support that it's getting in columbus uh yeah. it, it's honestly not that big a, it's not that much of a hassle to deal with that much additional influx of people and uh, mm, it's just heartening to see all these people they handled the, like city everything was like easy to drive through that morning yeah, uh, yeah. like it was easy yeah i mean i just walked right down the, uh high street to mm, the convention yeah. center from everybody yeah it took a little longer to get through the crowd but it took a little longer but i was still moving faster than the parades so i still got to see <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. a fair amount of it kind of walking in food lines yeah. were a dumpster fire but that was going to be expected so you can, yeah. again deal with that because or, there's something yeah. to do about it yeah, uh, yeah or just get the subways pre-made sandwiches because it's just calories it doesn't matter yeah uh, yeah like exactly. i did notice like uh, uh the progression like tuesday and wednesday is like, like let's go to these like yeah. bistro pubs and like get some food that's actually check out the barcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check out the barcade and then like by Friday we're like just food court twice. <laughs> food court. <laughs> you were you were so resigned eating your subway that morning. Just, oh yeah, just carbs. Just, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, yeah sitting there. Um, just well, yeah, because I mean when we were first here we just went to North Market and just had like a super chill, got some yeah Vietnamese, Vietnamese and just yeah. Like, yeah the North Market a couple of blocks from here is really nice. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. to go. Uh, let's have a beer and wine center too. Mm-hmm. So, nice. um, I mean, you still can. There's still time. That's even, true. Can, there's still that, time. You can do that for lunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saturday, I had a meeting, uh, so with another RPG publisher person. So, mm-hmm. well, a publisher, RPG Businessing. Publisher. Yes, businessing. Uh, and then, uh, after immediately, almost immediately after that, we did the hot mix six, uh, hot takes with Patrick from. Blue Peg, Pink Peg, mm-hmm. uh, in this very room, actually. Oh, yeah? mm-hmm. That's when I discovered we could use the press room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice setup. Yeah, yeah. It, it is really cool. Um, and, yeah, so that was my Saturday early mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. All I did was hit the, uh, I hit the, con- the vendor floor up because I hadn't done that yet. And uh, yeah, send something Maddie real quick. Are you gonna prove that your wires oh. are in order? <laughs> yeah, it's con, it's con life. Get over it. <laughs> we love you, man. Nice. Uh, Sorry, it just occurred yeah, to me. No, no. Well, you need to redeem yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, you interrupted me. Yeah, saying something a, really boring. So. <laughs> well, no, we're talking no, about no. like, uh, yeah, uh, you took a photo of uh, us doing that hot take. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the mic cables were tangled, and so it twisted. Well, it was a quick setup. Yeah, know? Maddie yeah. was very uh, just <laughs> professionally <laughs> offended. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when my parents are mad at me, but yeah. they're disappointed yeah, in yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> Get over it. The ones and zeros can still make it through the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, did you get anything at the convention? I got, I didn't, uh, so I, I flew, so I'm not going to, like, yeah, buy a million same. things. Uh, I bought a couple of things from Chaosium of our new uh, Call of Cthulhu books that I've been kind of interested in recently. Yeah. I did that on on uh, Friday night, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. As I was carrying my luggage around, I'm like, oh, that's a bad idea. I shouldn't have bought those books then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, and Saturday, I just went around and looked at everything. There's so much stuff. It's, I really liked, um... So I've been to a couple of other conventions this year, like for the first time, like going to like yeah. big conventions. And um, 
This one was the most fun, probably just because it had the most stuff in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Because a lot of the other ones, like Star Wars Celebration and stuff, there's tons and tons of art mm-hmm. and and cool stuff like that and, like, like stuff to buy and, like... Uh, yeah. But there's not a lot of, like, stuff to do. Um, so it's, like, most of the things are, like, come to our booth and, like, buy look at stuff and buy stuff. And whereas and whereas here it's, like, yeah. basically, if you, it like, if you can stop at almost any booth and demo something if you yeah. want to. Or you can just go around and, like, see people doing, like, amazing setups for games that, like, you could never recreate, like, in your own. Mm-hmm. They had that, did you see the, like, the, the floating islands, like, airship pirates yeah, thing? Yeah, I did the, see that. It's all, it's all, like, these pipes that they all hold, like... If I come next year, I might try and seek that out. Yeah. Hopefully, like, they won't just take half an hour before I can <laughs> do anything. Yeah, they weren't, like, actively using that stuff when I was over I mean, there, I so might, I just, yeah. like, took some pictures yeah. of it. Well, last awesome. year in RPPR, I talked about the Smurfs battle. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I do admire these fan groups that are putting yeah. out these weird things. Yeah, super weird stuff. stuff. I wanted to try that, but da 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 gamma, and <laughs> just uh, not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't actually do a lot of like events on Saturday, except in the afternoon I went and did games on demand, which was really cool, uh, and I really like. Mm. I definitely advocate for that setup for like running events because it's yeah. it's so much simpler than trying to get people to sign up for things beforehand and like try to coordinate with the actual like con organizer. They basically run everything in house, and you pick up a like a card with a with a letter on it, mm-hmm. and then when the event starts, they just like call the letters out, and when you get a letter out, you pick it up and you go and you, and you pick what game you want to play. Mm-hmm. So it's all these indie games, and uh, just when they when the slots fill up, then then you got to pick a different game. So you want ideally you want to go there and like you know identify like a top three or top five games that you're interested in playing. I was in the last group, so I didn't get any of the ones that I had originally planned. Yeah. Um, one thing, yeah, no, I, uh, any games on demand is basically mm-hmm. my backup plan. Yeah. If uh, things didn't work out here. I mean, I've, I found out the true, the best con are the friends we made along the way. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. So, like, that's the top thing. It's yeah. <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, like, having, mm-hmm. playing any game with friends is better than playing. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do like, like, one of the things I do like to go for con, Dota cons to do is to play stuff that, that, that like, I've never heard of before and, like, yeah. stuff that, like, my, like, our scene is not, like, aware of and stuff like that. So, um, um, and like games on demand is perfect for that because it's like all little indie stuff pretty much. Yeah. And I end up playing a game that's still, I guess, in beta development called um, Fortunes, and it's a storytelling game using uh, tarot cards. And uh, so you you draw three. Everybody gets three tarot cards at the beginning of the game, and each tarot card uh, um, has is a is a story prompt. So the major arcana are just whatever they are. So like the tower, or the empress, or the fool, and stuff like that. Uh, but all the like suit cards in the tarot deck, they correspond to some. Uh, there's basically just a list of prompts that you get off of. So that stuff like a contract that needs to be fulfilled, or a saboteur, or a, uh, a, a a decision that changes everything. And so you write those down and um, chuck all the uh, cards into the table, and then you go around and you decide who your characters are and what kind of genre of game you're playing. And then you choose a couple like setting uh, setting elements to like start defining what kind of game you're going to play, and then each scene uses one of the prompts out there. So the prompts aren't just like general for creating the story; it's for creating particular scenes. Mm-hmm. So you use that, and then um, 
you'll each person like they'll pick a card and then they say, okay, this scene is going to incorporate this prompt in some way and uh, just decide who else is going to be in the scene and everything. And it's very free form. It's a lot less structured than like fiasco or other things mm-hmm. like that, which I really liked because uh, one of the problems I sometimes have with those games like fiasco is that I sometimes feel like the structure of them can, can sometimes get in the way of what would otherwise be the natural floor, flow of like the, the progression. So sometimes, for example, you might want to have a scene with, uh, you know, a couple of characters that's going to develop a plot point that just emerged. Yeah. But uh, it's not their turn, so you got to do something else first. But in this game, like you got a lot more freedom to just like do things as it makes sense. Yeah. So we told this really interesting, like sort of sword and sorcery ish story about these, uh, the 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 Doge of the city. His uh, his uh, he was trying to make a uh, trying to negotiate a marriage contract with his daughter for the with his foreign uh, king. And then there were all these like secret agents and stuff trying to um, trying to uh, interfere with that, and these criminals trying to like make money off kidnapping people and stuff like that. And it was a really good time. And um, <clears throat> also the other thing I really liked about it is because it uses tarot cards, um, there's no mechanical effect of any of the art on the cards. Like there's it doesn't affect the mechanics at all because it just corresponds to the prompts. But uh, we found that like just looking at the art and having the art cards out on the table really like sort of put us in a particular mood of like what kind of story we want to tell. And uh, if you used like a different tarot deck with a different art style, you'd probably end up just telling a different story, even though there's no mechanical push in that direction. It's just the mood that it would set. So So if your religiousness might make, you might not want to use the Rider Waithe deck. (laughs) You could use the Tarot Waithe deck. (laughs) I mean, yes. Of course. <laughs> Always use vaporware. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a deck of cards left over from when we got married. My uh, wife has a like, sexy firefighter, so I really want yeah, to see that. Yeah. Sexy firefighter's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm just playing cards. Oh, okay, yeah. see, I, I mean, I was like, that was death. Playing cards are. That was death's the burning building. That was, <laughs> the flames are sexy. That yeah. was sexy oh, flames. Yeah. Well, that was the thing she said. She said uh, in the pre, she'd been playtesting it with a bunch of people uh, for the for the author of it, who I still don't know who the author is, but I can know his website is. But we're gonna look him up. Yeah. But um, she said uh, he had been playing testing with just straight up playing cards, mm-hmm. and every time they were doing it that way, like. The, the, all of the playtests ended up getting like really, really goofy and like comedic, and they told these ridiculous stories. So, like they were like, "Who's the king of the town?" Uh, Scrooge McDuck. He's the king of the town. <laughs> Things yeah. like that, and uh, which was fine. But he was really hoping to get somebody to playtest it and tell a much more like serious story and see whether it could do that. And we totally did that. And I think d- using the tarot cards made just us that do one that. Change. Yeah, just got us to do that just by using the stuff yeah. with the art on it. So okay. it's cool. Lots of fun. Uh, let's see. What else Saturday? Um, red markets. Well, red markets. Black, yeah, yeah, we did that Saturday night. But yeah, before, yeah, yeah. That, there before that, I didn't really we do much Saturday. Saturday so I, I we played some games. I did a couple of things. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, sh- I just shopped. Yeah. yeah. Anything? Oh yeah, yeah. We should talk about like our purchases. Okay. Uh, oh, you already did. But yeah, like mm-hmm. what else? Because uh, Burke and I got Mothership. The RPG. Yeah, I got um, yeah. Mothership and Dead Planet, which is like the GM. Yeah, I got that. Too. Yeah, guyish thing. Uh, Mothership is very. It's like a pamphlet almost. Uh, yeah. It's nice. like a zine size. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very, very. Which made it very, you know, attractive as like you know, flying back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It takes up no space. And it's like 1980s sci-fi horror, so like aliens, but like with oh. the serial numbers filed off. Uh-huh. 
Or like you could do your own thing. So you could do Dead Space or Yeah, whatever. Aliens, Dead Space, Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to run it for RPPR now that I have the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, and the supplement for it. Uh, Burke's really interested in it as well. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's very neat. Um, I also picked up, uh, because they had a deal going on, um, uh, that's not lemonade, which is a uh, push your luck uh, sort of party game up to eight players. Like mm-hmm. it was okay, but it was free. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's like oh yeah, I mean it's only retails for like twelve bucks. So it's <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like buy two things, get one thing free. Um, and then we, I also got Dream Askew. Uh, I can't remember the thing of it. The new storytelling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Avery Adler's. Yeah, yeah, Avery, Avery Adler's new game, which was at uh, IPR Indie Press Revolution. Um, and then I got some enamel pins. I've got the pin con. <laughs> well, I mean, every con is a big pin con uh, these years because PAX started that fad trend, and now everyone. Oh, penny arcade. Yeah, basically. Uh, so I'm I'm addicted to collecting pins now. I got a rare one because I Ooh. traded an RPPR pin for it. Rare. The Bigfoot Origins mascot. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was it for my purchases. Yeah, the only other thing I bought, because I'm also flying, is the um, Shadowrun 6th Edition Beginner's Box nice. yeah. that was on sale here. How much yeah. was that? 25 Okay, that's probably enough I'd probably buy it. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, like quick start rules, a campaign, some fluff text, four pre-gens. Well, not a full campaign, but like a scenario. Right. right. Yeah, sorry, a one-shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 12 dice and a deck of cards. Hmm. They actually debuted it here at Origins. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they had again, two other... Knowing, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, knowing the fiascos that uh, like Paizo has done when they debuted Starfinder last year. Mm. Or was it... Two years ago. 17. But like the chaos of that, I think it might have been a little bit better to do it here. I mean, they haven't fully sold out of their stock yet, but it seems like it's been flowing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen people buying it. Um, mm. They had two other source books... That one was just like a history kind of fluff book. I don't know what the other one was. It wasn't stocked yet when I was at the booth. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if I like Sixth Ed yet. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you guys have really liked Anniversary Edition. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about picking that up, but I mean, that cheap, I might yeah. give it a shot. Uh, you get anything good? Oh, yeah. Um, I got quite a few. Since I have a car <laughs> and um, I'm not going to Gen Con this year, I kind of went a little bit more ham than I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I bought was I went to one of. They have several resellers that will buy a bunch of RPG stock mm-hmm. and sell a bunch of different stuff. So not just the indie stuff at IDGN mm-hmm. or Indie Press. Um, so one of them did, has several of the Delta Green books, and they do have a Night at the Opera. Yeah. Um, which Yeah, that's Studio 2. Yeah. Um, I, I backed the original Kickstarter for all print everything, but certain things that did end up in print... Um, they ended up making supplementally, supplementarily print, so um, yeah. I didn't get a physical copy of Night at the Opera. Yeah, so you got all the all the scenarios, scenarios. but not in print. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Observer Effect, Extremophilia, which I saw some familiar names in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even the men play test with that. Yep. Nice. Um, so I picked that up. Um, I picked up uh, from Indie Press uh, the Dungeon Zone. Mm-hmm. which is by Ewan Clooney, um, which I, I don't think that's how he pronounces it. I'm sorry, Ewan. Um, but um, of Yuki Zero, which he's the guy who made Channel A. Mm-hmm. Um, Dungeon Zone is a stupid meta uh, dungeon crawl game. So you are, you are players yourselves, and then you are playing other normal mundane human players playing an RPG, 
who are then playing an RPG. <laughs> so it goes like two, three levels down. Yo, dog. Okay. So, I mean, this is definitely a very meta game. It's mm-hmm. definitely a very jokey thing. But yeah. um, he's put a lot of effort into it. Like, uh, the cover art makes it look like a box set version from the white version box set of First Ed D&D. Huh. So um, it's only a 20 buck book. Uh, it's... It's got lots of charts and tables, tables and charts. Uh, <laughs> nice. So it's oh, oh shit, reminds, yeah, you got to tell you charts and tables. <laughs> um, I did buy something else at uh, the hall, a gift for Berg. Uh, oh yes. Oh. Uh, so how could I forget? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so the man, the myth, the legend, Luzaki of Game Science <laughs> Dice, uh, a rare uh, animal to be loved in this day and age. Um, <laughs> Uh, set up a little booth and with sharp edge dice. Sharp yes. edge dice. And, Very sharp. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Berg's been paying for the lifts uh, and Ubers. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'll get you back. I'll get, I'll get you a set of sharp edge dice. Uh, so I just, I didn't want to, like, I certainly was going to ask him about the dice or anything. I just want to like, buy the dice. I want to have a normal transaction. No. It's impossible. It's impossible. Give him money in exchange so for dice. So I just like, here's, here's, the, here's the money. Here, here, I want this dice. He's like, oh, do you play D&D? He's like, yes. We'll take a photo. No, don't lift that piece of paper. Everyone lifts a piece of paper. Take a photo of that paragraph and show it to your game shop, and they'll like it because it gives you good instructions how to find any chart or table. It's like this Page from a mimeograph, like typewritten, like like a typewriter, like type yeah. page. And the instructions, like go to your web browser. Yeah. Type in www.google.com <laughs> and look for this to find a D and D table. Like it's just. God. He's just—he can't help not be himself. Uh, sure, sure. But you got to experience that a little bit. Yeah, no, it was and, great. Uh, yeah, thank you. you got to roll the sharp edge ice. They worked but, very well. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah, I picked up a orange set because I'm contractually obligated. But I also got yeah. a red and a black D10 ah, for a certain nice. game that we played later that night. Mm-hmm. We play frequently. Yeah, I did pick up a few more things. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of that, that little game called uh, Red Markets, I suppose. Um, I got the um, print stuff that was included in the Kickstarter. So I got Le Cabousier, I got the Quick Start Guide, I got Performance. Um, I also got another book. I also got another book called Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse from IPR. Okay. Um, it is a fate game that is essentially kind of a cross between Mouse and the Motorcycle and Rescue Rangers. Okay. Well, yeah, so that sounds really cool. You play as a motorcycle gang of mice. You are mice-sized. Okay. Oh, mice-sized yeah. motorcycles. Yeah, I have They game. go on amazing I adventures. I haven't run it yet. It looks yeah. really cool. Um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it seems, you know, it's a very unique setting with very unique terms. But, it, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of PBTA and Fate is mm-hmm. that you can really go that granular. Go weird stuff, yeah. So I was interested in trying that. And then since we were at um, Van Ryder, um, I do like their stuff. So I bought some of the first season books. So Captive, which is kind of a cult. Saving somebody from cultists. Yeah, that's Loop cool. Guru, which is hunting werewolves, and then they've several Sherlock Holmes books. So I bought. Yeah, Caleb and Sarah, I think, both like those. I think mm-hmm. they got those. Yeah, I think too. he has the whole set of season yeah, one. Yeah, they had season two, but that's a hundred bucks or twenty bucks per. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. good good buys. Like, um, yeah. And then I got one more game, but I'll do a brief shout out for a game I actually tested before I bought my other game. Yeah. Um, I will shut them out. Uh, Nathan and uh, Danielle, I'm sorry I didn't actually email you. Uh, things happen. Yeah, I've been really busy. Um, but being getting press kits, 
getting press matches. You get a lot of marketing emails. You get a lot of marketing emails for just, mm-hmm. hey, please play your stuff, please, please, please. Yeah. Um, but this one company actually took the time to do the submission feature on the TechDiff website to actually ask us to come and check out their game. Ooh. So since they actually put forth that effort, I, I did want to check it out. Mm-hmm. So they're from a company called Storm Chaser Games, mm-hmm. and they had a game at Greater Than Games' booth called Medium, mm-hmm. which uh, is a kind of a party game. You play in a circle. Uh, you play two people at a time. You have card. You have a heart, hand of six cards that have different words on them. And then each member of the team at the time will play a card each. So like the card I had, the card I had my first time was football in Paris. Hmm. So you have to form a psychic link and find a word that is medium or in between the two words. And then say them at the same time, which since you're playing with multiple groups, you know, people will be honest and keep you honest. Interesting. Um, So like for that round, my partner and I, we ended up saying soccer. Because that is something in between. Because it's a synonym, and there are a lot of soccer teams in Paris. Okay. Uh, so, like, another one, the, the next one I did was Casino and Fire. So, she thought slots, because of different casino uh, slots that are themed like that. Mm-hmm. And I said oceans, because I, there, I, there was at least one fire in one of the four oceans movies. <laughs> yeah. um, so, then we had to keep going several rounds before we ended up connecting on the same word. Hmm. So since we missed that round, we had to use oceans and fire to then do another word that's medium in between those two. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought it was a really interesting game. Um, I thought it was a good way of doing a party style game Mm -hmm. that has that kind of the mind style Uh nonverbal communications and trying to gauge what you know about your partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, it will be at Gen Con. So... Again, thanks, guys. That was appreciated. Cool. And then I did... Sorry. No, no, no. no. I think you're going to say the same thing. Um, I then did playtest a game, but I will wrap that in because I ended up actually buying it. Yeah. And then we went and played some board games for a bit, and I played it with Ross and Burke. It is the Estates from Capstone Games. Yep. Um, I'm not uh, as up on my board game terms as Caleb and Spencer, so I don't know know how you categorize it, but it's... uh, you're bidding on uh, building blocks, literally, mm-hmm. and then um, you get contracts to. Well, basically, like you're basically trying to build the tallest buildings you can, and then if your your color that you have uh, that company, uh, you get points for it at the end. If there's a roof, there's a lot of conditions on it, so it's basically trying to predict. Uh, you want your buildings to be scored, and you want your opponent's buildings not to be scored, or you know, to be scored as negative. So it's. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. You want to finish your buildings before the end of the game, and if you don't finish an entire column's worth of buildings, they count as negative points. Ooh. So the p- person I played this with have said, you can very easily win the game by having the least amount of negative points. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I did that. Like, and I, I kind of screwed up one of the three rows or columns by uh, adding a thing that made it harder to finish that row. <laughs> but that affected me the most. Yeah, yeah. You had the least negative points out of that because you yeah. didn't actually finish any of the... Huh. Yeah, exactly, because I wanted to screw you over. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, no, you don't know how the... You know, it's <laughs> and it's also a fixed economy. There's only a set amount of cash in the game. Yeah, right? yeah. So then when you bid for the different blocks or roofs or whatever power-ups you want to buy, you know that there's only... For three players, there's only $36 million in the entire game. Hmm. Well, until you start embezzling it, which yes. takes it out of the economy. <laughs> you can take money out of the economy by embezzling uh, it, and then that will count as a victory point. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
That was fun. Adam, uh, what did you and your wife do during the afternoon? Well, uh, shopping-wise, I went out and picked up, even though, Ross, I probably should have waited for you to go with me on this because okay. you helped me with the great uh, hunt for the children's Cthulhu book last year that yeah. we never could find here. Oh, yeah? But I went out and purchased the uh, Chaosium made another children's book of Dagon. Oh, nice. So, Chaosium <laughs> had a real booth this year. It was easy yeah. to yeah. tell where they were. <laughs> Yeah, they have the, the new Terran Australia book, too, which I flipped mm-hmm. through. It looks good, but I, it's just too physically large of a book to carry back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll order it. But yeah. See, I picked up that. Uh, when I backed up, when I didn't back for the additional tiers, and then when the beautiful deck of cards came out, I was like, shit. And then when the Grand Amplifier came, you know, came out, I was like, shit, that, those are so pretty. So I went ahead and, and purchased oh, yeah. a lot more Upwind. Yeah, Upwind was out. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, tweeted about it. God, what else did I pick up? Uh, I went to Swim by Pelgrane and also picked up the purse. What the shit? I looked it up a second ago because I knew I would butcher this. Yeah, Pelgrane didn't have any new releases, but I'm Persephone right. Extraction, just a um, nice little, yeah, little mini kind of yeah, yeah. scenario for that. I was that kinda, might be new. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, so. I think it's a couple months old. I was kind of hoping for the NBA solo to come out this year. Yeah. Or swords and serpents or whatever it is or their gumshoe take on 13th age but they're not ready for that yet but other than that and some book that cost me five dollars at the IGN booth booth they're like it's a game we'll give it to you for five extra bucks I was like "Mm." so I'm interested to see what I bought Uh (laughs) uh, it definitely seems like uh, the RPG presence was a lot bigger oh god that's my favorite part about it yeah yeah uh, it seemed to be about the same from last year, but um, yeah, it's like 60, 70% board games, 30, 40% uh, RPGs. Mm-hmm. Seems to be about the mix here. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll take it. So, yeah. uh, well, I mean, then if you, I mean, if you count war games as part of war games, so, uh, yeah, yeah. which they really are, so yeah. deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we played Estates and we played um, Karuba, I think. Uh, Caleb and Spencer showed up. They were big fans of that game. It's a, I, I like it too. I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Karuba is a tile-laying game where you get a stack of, uh, everyone has the same 36 tiles, but the order in which they come out is random. You're trying to draw, basically make paths between your explorers and mm-hmm. the temples. There's four, four color explorers and four color temples. So the, uh, the purple explorer has to go to the purple temple to get points. Um, and but you can also sacrifice tiles in order to move your explorers. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of screwed up a little bit, but it actually kind of worked out by I cut off my yellow explorer from being able to get to the yellow temple. But because I was first to the other three temples, I got more victory points for that. Yep. Yep. And then I got up, picked up a bunch of golds and diamonds. Yeah, I made the same mistake. Right? I just wasn't thinking about getting yeah, the yeah. color to the right temple. Okay. Um, do you want to? Karuba's fun, um, and that, yeah, I'll probably, since Caleb got a copy, I'm just steal his. Uh, <laughs> and then we did Acquire, which yes. you brought in, which is an old school Yeah, game. old printing old of Acquire. Yeah. Um, Acquire like is a game from... 70s, right? Uh, 60s, actually. Wow. February 66. Oof. Um, it is a game from Avalon Hill slash 3M. Yes, the people that make your tape actually... <laughs> published board games in the 1960s. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's a game that's kind of on a Scrabble grid. So um, what it is, is it deals with hotel chains, not just individual hotels, hotel chains. Yeah. So what you want to do is you have to make a chain that has two or more hotels, 
And then the more hotels you get, the bigger it gets, uh, the more stock the hotel chain is worth because mm-hmm. it has more uh, hotels in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they can eventually uh, acquire other hotels that are smaller than them, huh. just like in normal life. So uh, the purpose is you kind of want to mix and match your stock to have a good diverse portfolio, huh. but then also have enough that you do get a shareholder bonus once a smaller hotel gets subsumed and their stock, you know, they get stock buyouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually the hotels can get too big to fail and then you can't <laughs> place additional hotels. Uh. <laughs> and then once we get to a point, uh, the game will end and then just the most money wins. Interesting. Uh, it's something uh, my brother and his coworkers at the time played it a lot. So I ended up picking it up off of uh-huh. eBay because I really enjoy it. Uh, it's also interesting just because, again, it's 1966. It's yeah. a very interesting look into the board games of the past because it wasn't just roll and move like this is a really good complex game mm-hmm. uh, it is very basic presentation like it's literally just scrabble tiles it's unbelievably yeah. pragmatic and i loved it <laughs> but, but but that's what helps like they have done re-releases in like the 90s and i think mm-hmm. in the aughts but they really make it ostentatious like it has 3d buildings and it has a bunch of stuff but it almost detracts from it too much it makes it feel like it's something a lot less than what it actually is yeah because think about it even though they're not the same type of game. I was thinking about franchise, and franchise has this very, you know, stylized board. Yeah. But it actually sometimes you have to really look at the roads to see what's mm-hmm. actually connected to what. It's not clarity. Exactly. Clarity, because it took me like four yeah. turns to realize that I could go from St. Louis to New York. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I also had a beef that I couldn't go from St. Louis to Kansas City, even. That's though fair. I <laughs> live on the highway that goes between uh, the, the actual, actual road. Are, real road. The Columbia doesn't exist. In the world of doesn't yes. Alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. There's just something to be said about having that concise presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I definitely like choir. Oh, uh, it's definitely an eBay only purchase, uh, yeah. but um, yeah. I picked it up for like twenty bucks. Cool. Yeah. All right, it's not bad. Yeah, uh, I'll probably do that too at some point. Yeah. Um, and then we decamped back again to the uh, food court. Food court <laughs> yeah, which just calories. dinner. Dinner went a lot better. We we ate well. Some of our dinners went a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. motherfuckers <laughs> left me. Not you guys in general. I mean, just uh, the we all went to <laughs> the a, anguish um, of the potstickers. <laughs> yes, we all went to an Asiatic restaurant because they had Thai and uh, Americanized Chinese and a bunch of other stuff. Which uh, we all most of us got our food and everything was most fine. Of, but you did. But <laughs> now it's all good. Yeah. And it was good food. And I appreciate Caleb checking on me later on there. And Burke didn't abandon me. And not immediately. Not immediately. <laughs> but I mean, like, I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we know. We, we discussed it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I'm horrible. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, after the food court, um, Caleb and Spencer went out to schmooze with other board game people and. I gave them beers. So you're in the mix. Yeah. Also, thanks to Chris K, who also gave us beers for the mix. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, a lot of sours. I just have some Hefeweizens and stuff. Uh-huh. So it looked mm. really good. Really good selection. Um, nice. And then we came back here to one of the press rooms to play Black Market. I mean, Red Market's Black Death. Yay. Uh, Yay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was running that for everybody. A lot of people who had never played it before. Um Greg was here, so he reprised his, uh, his good old character, Edward Tuffins, <laughs> from our playtest. So I didn't really, I wasn't playtesting anything like super duper new. Uh, I was kind of like putting some stuff together. I tweak, I made some minor tweaks to things, and I was playtesting a couple of new characters I'd written. Um, 
and everything seemed like it went really pretty well. Yeah, it was uh, uh, up until some bad dice rolling. Well, it well, was, there's some bad dice rolling throughout the game. We discovered yeah. that the we discovered that 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 uh, Luzochi's sharp sharp edge dice are no match for the red market's crit fail <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be, it says it's 5%, but it's so much more. <laughs> also, fuck your legs. That's fuck right. your legs. Leg shots were had. I killed somebody through the leg. You did. Yeah, you, like, you liked somebody to death. Uh, Stow Burke's kill. That's right. That's, That's, right. That's yeah. right. That's my uh, point. Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we, we talked about it after we did the scenario. So, yeah, so. Uh, we'll post the, the actual play on RPVR. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so you can listen to the, the host a game discussion. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's a good uh, alternate version of Red Market. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, like you yeah, took the added, yeah, added some new stuff. You yeah, know, it's really it's it it's enough. not a different game. I'm not going for like just take the core of the system and write something completely new. It's, yeah, it really is still Red Market. It's, a it's just in a different yeah in a yeah, different yeah. setting. So yeah, works campaign for setting, alternate yes. campaign setting. Right. But also has alternate rules. It's yeah. the it's the spell jammer of Red Market. Full yeah. <laughs> <laughs> game there. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. The the you know uh, re- legacy of Spelljammer. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm D&D. gonna put heaven on games out of business. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Spelljammer did. Yeah, okay. See, yeah, weird flex, but okay. Uh, so yeah, that was Saturday night basically, and now now we're here. Yes, and, uh, Sunday morning in the. Yeah, not. I, I mean, uh, for me, flying in. This is the first time con I actually flew in, uh, and. I feel like I've leveled up my traveling skills because, like, <laughs> I've packed light. I feel uh, like I didn't take anything unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And everything I did take was useful. So, like, okay. um, and I had a great time. Uh, didn't really not much of a wasted moment. Or oh no, uh, we were very yeah very efficient. Um, and just had a ton of fun. And awesome. yeah, going to Origins just to as a you know to have fun and not. Be professional or whatever as much as, <laughs> but they can coexist. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Both. Yeah, it's a weird new fad. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to a con to have fun. Uh, <laughs> weird. Yeah, meet up with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm all for it. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. So this is the biggest con you've been to so far. Yeah, this it? is actually the first real like gaming con I've been to. Like yeah. I've been to like Fear the Con a couple of times, but that's not set up anything like this. It's just like. Two days yeah, of playing like a, stuff. Half a percent of yeah, and this is like the real deal, and so yeah. it's lots of fun. I didn't, I didn't really do hardly any events um, because like, it was real confusing trying to figure out. And I knew I was going to be hanging out with like, you guys. And yeah, I'm like, last I don't, year I don't I, lock myself into a bunch of stuff that I. Yeah, did. yeah. No, that's fair. Like yeah. last year, I did a bunch of events because it was just me mm-hmm. here and Caleb and Sarah were busy. Yeah, uh, running red markets and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I had fun doing it. And it's it's a good, but it's like. That's the B plan. Like, if you have mm-hmm. a lot of friends, yeah, that you don't get to see very often, obviously, like yeah, yeah. focus on that. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then just take advantage of the stuff you, can, you know, the the spaces and like mm-hmm. the exhibit hall and stuff like that. And yeah. I probably would have registered for more stuff, but again, busy with lots of family things. Yeah, sure. And they actually hard lock uh, event purchases like a week out. Yeah. So I was going through the catalog. It's like, okay, I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll try this. And I spent like an hour and a half trying to figure out why I couldn't. <laughs> 
register for anything. Oh, most yeah. it's like, it's a usually in my, again last year experience mostly I could just walk and just use right. generics for anything. Mm. But but kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I could have done that and I might have enjoyed. It, but honestly, spending time with friends yeah. was much more. Uh, it yeah. was a much greater expenditure of my time than yeah. just trying to wrangle my way and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you're all board game players, trying to make sure everybody the board game uh, passes for the board game library sold out. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you yeah. and your friends are going to Origins and you know you love board games, like get those locked down early. Yeah, we kind of lucked out because we just did yeah. it on Wednesday. Wednesday mm-hmm. a bit on Thursday because it's. Oh, I meant we bought ours yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we we yeah, we definitely lucked out on buying mm-hmm. them. Yeah, going to buy that for 2020. Um, yeah, yep. and so yeah, if you spend like five six hours there, that's worth the twenty bucks. Yeah, for so sure. like. Um, yo, yeah, we also played Scythe with Spencer. I did learn Scythe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Almost won. Yeah. Did you win? Oh, Almost. Almost. I tied on points, but lost on the tie nice. condition. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Spencer's obsessed with Scythe. Spencer's and the Scythe the master. That, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in terms of overall, uh, scout out the events, see if there's stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going by yourself, it's different than if you're going right, to yeah. with a bunch of friends. Yeah. If, you're, if you're going by yourself, this would definitely be a one-day con. Well, maybe it depends on the events. Yeah, I don't like, think I would ever it, go by myself. Yeah. I would, I would have to have friends right. to spend time with. Because uh, like, I mean, there, I there are things you can do here strangers. that you can't do elsewhere. Like, yeah. uh, there's a lot of tournaments. There's a lot of board game yeah, events. Like, if you're into war games, there's a big yeah. section of war games you can try it's, out. It's really not like if you're not going to hang out with friends. Like my my goal always in yeah. in cons where I'm not like there to meet people is to play stuff that I would not have the opportunity to do except at the con. So like yeah. play test play test new stuff that's coming out or play games that are way more expensive than I'm ever going to be able to spend money on or yeah. crazy yeah, I, war game setups that I definitely don't have um, the time or energy to Yeah, play. like this is a perfect chance to demo games you won't you, mm-hmm. you're not sure about buying or you don't want to buy, like but you want to play. Mm-hmm. Like Fireball Island. Yeah, I'll definitely have uh, Freedom, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like the Underground yeah. Railroad game which Kale talks about. Yeah. We really demo but about. didn't play a Hile, which is also really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a tiling Tetris kind of. It's another party. Tetris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just demoed that, not like a full game. <coughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I got this close to being able to play uh, Jason Morningstar's game with about uh, about like post colonialism, <laughs> but then he, he wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> <I was bummed. laughs> so yeah, I mean, any game designers or people who like YouTubers that you love or podcasters, uh, hey. uh, you know, <laughs> uh, catch up on that if you get a chance. So, um, but yeah. Um, Definitely check the weather before you go too. Uh, bring a tiny to, umbrella. Yeah, bring a tiny yeah. umbrella or a rain jacket. Oh yeah, also just bring a long sleeve shirt or a jacket because these con halls are fucking AC'd. And they're so, like, yeah, yeah. like all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, you know the parking thing. That's one thing. Whenever I buy my ticket next year, I'm just going to go ahead and pre-register for parking and the lot yeah. next door. Yeah. And there, there are several lots that are maintained by the convention center slash the city. Yeah. So um, they are fully digital. So you can actually prepay for your parking uh, well, 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 well in advance. Mm. And you also 
do pay a little bit of a surcharge, but you also get a little bit of a discount because yeah. you're not buying day of. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have to worry about, like, say, Saturday when I drove by the garage and it was filled up. I was like, right. well, shit. Because we're actually purchasing it, they they have, like, a digital counter both on their website and in all the signs. Yeah. So they do take into account how many pre-passes they already have purchased. Yeah. yeah. So, let you so they yeah. will guarantee that the lot is going to be full, not based on actual capacity, but on based off of purchasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. Greg pre-bought, and it was a real good move. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's a Vine Street deck. Um, it is just south of the convention center, and it is uh, also south of High Street, which is where the parade was. Yeah. It's like that's what I did last year, is that I would have been blocked off by the parade, but there, the lone skywalk <laughs> in this entire convention center crosses High Street there, so I was able to get across no problem. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. But then this year, we got here early enough every time that we were here before the parade. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, yeah. Um, if you have other questions about it, be sure to hit up any of us uh, about yeah, sure. going to Origins. If you are going to Origins next year, let us know. Yeah, hit us sure up. We'll meet up. Time. We'll run games for y'all. We'll do after-hour stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll just colonize the take over the uh, press rooms. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and run games. They're in nice. There. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's about it. Unless there's other things. Mm-hmm. I just want to actually commend the staff of Origins. We've yeah. commandeered yeah. these press rooms three or four times, and it's all good. It's Super like, great. That's what they're here for. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get out of them if you don't understand how buttons work. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, we do live in a future dystopian cyberpunk where you have to push buttons to open doors. Yes, uh, yes. All right. Uh, they awesome. auto lock, so that's all you can do. Fine. Yeah. Well, no, it was a really good time. It was a really good time spending with everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to stink they can't do Gen Con this year, but that'll just make Origins all the more sweeter for 2020. That's right. Gentlemen, appreciate you guys swinging by to do this for us. Sir. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. All right. Good night, Bye. Adios. Bye.